Good morning. It's March 1st and this is your Daily Brief in Australian News. Here's everything you need to know. In a revelation that has sent shockwaves through Australian politics, ASIO Director-General Mike Burgess has disclosed that a former Australian politician was recruited by a foreign espionage agency. This startling announcement has thrust the issue of national security and the integrity of Australian politicians into the spotlight, sparking widespread concern and debate. Mike Burgess, the head of Australia's domestic intelligence agency, has revealed a concerning breach of national security. A former Australian politician, whose identity remains undisclosed, was reportedly recruited by a foreign espionage unit. This revelation not only raises questions about the individual's loyalty, but also casts a shadow of suspicion over the entire political landscape in Australia. The response to Burgess's disclosure has been swift and significant. Opposition leader Peter Dutton has stepped into the fray, demanding that the identity of the ex-politician be made public. Dutton's call aims to clear the air and prevent a blanket of suspicion from covering all Australian politicians arguing that transparency is crucial in maintaining public trust and national security. This incident is not an isolated concern, but highlights a broader issue that Burgess has been warning about for the past three years, the persistent threat of espionage and foreign interference in Australia. The recruitment of a former politician by a foreign espionage agency underscores the complexity and severity of the challenges Australia faces in safeguarding its national security. The situation has prompted a renewed emphasis on the need for more robust measures to counteract these security threats. Experts and politicians alike are rallying for action, stressing the importance of addressing the vulnerabilities exposed by this incident. The call for stronger safeguards against espionage and foreign interference is now louder than ever as Australia grapples with how best to protect its political integrity and national security. In a shocking turn of events that has deeply resonated within Sydney's LGBTQ community, a New South Wales police officer, Beau Lamar Condon, stands accused of the premeditated murder of Jesse Baird and Luke Davies. This case has not only brought grief, but also sparked a critical conversation about the relationship between law enforcement and the LGBTQ community. Especially on the eve of the Mardi Gras parade, the alleged use of a service firearm by Lamar Condon to execute the murders at a remote property has intensified the scrutiny on police practices and their interactions with the LGBTQ community. Amidst the sorrow, a silent vigil in Darlinghurst is being organised to honour Baird and Davies, with Qantas and the AFL also stepping forward to pay their respects. This collective mourning underscores the community's demand for justice and a re-evaluation of policing strategies. New South Wales Police Commissioner Karen Webb has pledged a comprehensive review of police procedures in the wake of this tragedy signalling a potential shift towards more inclusive and safe policing practices. However, the community remains vigilant, seeking not only justice for Baird and Davies, but also assurances of safety in their interactions with the police. The case continues to unfold, with recent revelations suggesting a complex backdrop to the murders, including an emotional interview with a friend of Luke Davies and speculation that Davies might not have been the intended target. 
As the Mardi Gras parade approaches, the tension between the desire for celebration and the need for reflection on these serious issues presents a delicate balance for both the LGBTQ community and the New South Wales Police. The ongoing investigation into the murders of Baird and Davies is a poignant reminder of the work that remains to be done in fostering trust and safety for all members of the community. In a historic address to the Australian Parliament on February 29, 2024, Philippine President Ferdinand Bong Bong Marcos Jr. underscored the deep-rooted strategic partnership between the Philippines and Australia, setting the stage for a strengthened alliance amidst evolving regional challenges. This visit, marked by calls for unity and action, not only emphasised the enduring bonds of friendship, but also addressed the pressing issues of regional security, sovereignty and cooperation in the face of growing uncertainties in the South China Sea. President Marcos was unequivocal in his commitment to the sovereignty of the Philippines. Firmly rejecting any form of foreign encroachment, he highlighted the significance of joint military efforts, including recent sea and air patrols, as testament to the robust partnership forged between the two nations through shared historical struggles and mutual interests. The narrative of camaraderie was further enriched by Australian Prime Minister Albanese, who echoed the critical importance of maritime cooperation in ensuring regional peace and stability. The announcement of new bilateral agreements on maritime cooperation, cybersecurity and fair trade regulation marked a significant milestone in the relationship between the Philippines and Australia, promising enhanced collaboration in addressing contemporary challenges. However, the solemnity of the occasion was momentarily pierced by a protest against the Philippines' human rights record, leading to a symbolic censure of the protester in the Senate, highlighting the complexities and challenges within international relations. Looking ahead, President Marcos's anticipated participation in the upcoming ASEAN Australia Summit, commemorating 50 years of partnership between Australia and the ASEAN bloc, signifies a commitment to furthering regional dialogue and cooperation, underscoring the strategic importance of these enduring alliances in navigating the intricacies of the modern geopolitical landscape. In a chilling turn of events, a Perth teenager's actions have marked a grim first in Australian history. At just 15 years old, he carried out what is believed to be the country's first school shooting an incident that has sparked widespread concern and debate across the nation. The incident unfolded at Atlantis Beach Baptist College in May 2023, where the teenager, armed with two hunting rifles, fired three shots. Miraculously, no one was injured as staff and students scrambled for cover. The background to this alarming event reveals a troubled young individual. Diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder after the incident and suffering from depression at the time, the boy had taken the firearms from his father's gun cabinet. Furthermore, his online activity showed a disturbing interest in school shootings, including research and discussions on social media platforms. In the courtroom, the gravity of the situation was underscored by the judge's decision to sentence the teenager to three years in juvenile detention with eligibility for parole after serving a minimum of 16 months. This decision, while severe, comes with a glimmer of hope for the boy's rehabilitation, supported by his family and the improved conditions within the detention centre.
The judge's remarks highlighted not only the unprecedented nature of this case, but also the sheer luck that prevented a tragedy of unimaginable proportions. This case serves as a stark reminder of the potential dangers lurking within our society, emphasising the need for vigilance, understanding and intervention in the lives of troubled youth. In the heart of Australia's education system, a concerning trend emerges as public schools in Victoria and Western Australia face a decline in funding. This shift raises questions about the future of equitable education in these states. In Victoria, the amount of funding allocated per student in public schools has seen a significant decrease, dropping from $711 in 2019 to just $570 in 2022. Meanwhile, in Western Australia, the pandemic has exacerbated financial strains, with voluntary fee contributions from parents dwindling from $357 to $294 per student since 2019. Despite this, there's a silver lining in Western Australia, as state government funding for public schools has actually increased from $16,652 per student in 2018 to 2019 to $18,435 in 2021 to 2022. Yet, the disparity in income between schools based on socio-educational advantage is stark. For instance, Shenton College boasts an income of $727 per student, dwarfing Gilmore College's modest $206 per student. This imbalance highlights the challenges of ensuring all children have access to high-quality education, regardless of their socio-economic background. In response to these challenges, the Australian Education Union and Parents Victoria have stepped up, advocating for increased public school funding. They argue that every child deserves high-quality education without the need for schools to rely on voluntary contributions from parents. The union has laid out specific demands, including a 5% increase in public school funding by 2028 and the establishment of a permanent public school capital works fund. These proposals aim to address the funding disparities and ensure that every child in Victoria and Western Australia has the opportunity to thrive in an equitable educational environment. This has been your daily brief in Australian news. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. We'll be back Monday with everything you need to know.